What's up and welcome to the 10-Minute Beauty Business Podcast. I'm Lexi Lomax, beauty business coach, salon owner of over a decade, and stylist too. Each episode, I will bring on guests and topics you can relate to, plus a 10-minute beauty business tip. We all need biz solutions fast, and that's what you will find in these tips, something you can use in your business today in 10 minutes or less. No matter what stage you are in your beauty business, independent, commission, salon owner, or dreaming somewhere in between, 10-Minute Beauty Business is here to serve you. Now let's get to it. Today, we are chatting with Brie from Secrets to Social Media. Brie is phenomenal at making us think a little bit differently about our Instagram. So Brie has been a stylist behind the chair. She's worked corporate in our industry, and now she's an Instagram coach specifically for hairdressers. So she is helping us just really hone in what matters online for our businesses and drops major knowledge inside of this episode. All right, Brie, we're here to talk all of the secrets of social media. But before we get started, I want to start with some rapid fire questions. Are you cool with that? All right, let's do it. Okay. What is your fave hype song? My fave hype song right now, I would definitely say my hype song is like a little bit of DMX, like up in <laughs> here. I was dancing so hard on the way home from Target today. I was just like, going at it, you know? So DMX, a little old school. Yep. Oh, I love that. Um, I, when I hear DMX, this is going to make you laugh. And somebody else listening is like, who's DMX? <laughs> um, it makes me think of junior high PE because like somebody had like a, a disc man and they like brought it to PE and we like yeah. listened. I don't know. I was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible language, but I like it. <laughs> But I want more. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, this is so cool. So I think about burpees on that damn asphalt. Um, anyways, how about a favorite high school subject? Art, for sure. Definitely more of an art person than a, like, uh, not curricular, um, but a school person or book person. I don't thrive in that environment. But yeah. give me art and I'm like, let's do it. Perfect. I feel like that's so many of us. My favorite was ASB, which was like student body because you got to screw around basically <laughs> like yeah, I, I just don't like being told what to do you know what I mean unless mm-hmm. it's kind of a challenge instead of just you know without any direction so art is fun yeah I feel like if we could like put a poll on the podcast everybody would be like art or lunch <laughs> <laughs> I mean if lunch counted I would have said that <laughs> yeah um when you were in kindergarten what was your dream job being a teacher which I feel oh. like I'm a little bit, I'm fulfilling that in some way of coaching For people. Sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that too. I wanted to be like a lot of things, but I think teacher always was like a constant in my life. And it's such a funny thing like that we're doing that now. It's like totally yeah. a weird way to get there, but here we are. So um, let's just get right to it. What are the secrets to social media? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first secret. (laughs) Well, I honestly think the biggest secret that we're all missing and forgetting about is engagement and building relationships. I think first and foremost, we forget that Instagram is a social media platform and it's a place to be social. Like how many times do you send someone a DM and they just like your, you know, Mm -hmm. like what you sent them or just you see that it says seen And at the end of the day, you're trying to build a relationship and grow your audience on that platform. So, I mean, I don't know. The two just don't align. So I think shift that mindset and start thinking about being social is like the biggest secret to social media besides you and being who you are and showing your, you know, what your passions are and what's true to you. Yeah, for sure. I 100% 
have noticed like the more that I just like actually go and look and it's even, I'm doing the exact same thing I was doing before, right? Like trying to engage with people to get them to be like, Hey, I'm here. And like, we seem like we would mesh and like, it would be really cool to hang out with you online. Um, so I'm doing that exact same thing, except I'm not like, Hey, I'm here. I'm like, Oh, Hey, you're cool. Like, and it's just been the tiniest little shift and the response has been so much better. Like my, what comes out of my brain and through my fingers, like, has a lot of typos, but it also, it's like more genuine than like, oh, love it, pretty. Like, right. It's yeah. like, okay, cool. And Everybody can say that. Exactly. And that's like one of the biggest things when it comes to captions. Like, if you're leaving a caption that's just an emoji, unless it's one of your really good friends, it's not really providing any value. I just think mm-hmm. it's, it's time for us to actually read the caption and focus on quality over quantity. So when I say you want to increase your engagement, I mean, increase it in the right way and spend time mm-hmm. engaging with the right people. Like don't spend hours on end engaging with hairstylists. If your end goal is to build your clientele and get more referrals from Instagram, your time should be spent engaging with your dream audience and finding them there. I think that's just something that we forget about and people wonder like, why aren't I getting any new followers or why am I stagnant on Instagram? And it's like, well, how are you spending your time? Who are you engaging with? What are you posting for? Are you posting for you or are you posting for your audience and your dream client? For sure. I'm going to like say preach and put the emoji hands up (laughs) because I say that all the time. And anybody that listens to the podcast often knows I'm like, what's the freaking point? Like if you are trying to build your clientele, why would you talk to hairstylists? Like you can have friends and fine. But like if the point of your Instagram is to grow your business, then talk to your clients. You know, they don't know what like a slice weave baby light slash whatever is like they, you need to like, if you want to use those terms and you need to teach your clients that it's kind of my philosophy, but more than that, like just say like this, we achieve this. I don't know. Like there's a whole system that you teach and that I sort of share. I don't really talk about social media all that much, but like, you don't, you don't, you won't, don't want to like flip the idiot switch on your client because they're going to go somewhere else to somebody that is speaking to them. Right. And I think the biggest thing that we forget is that our audience doesn't know everything that we know. So if your dream client is on Instagram and you're speaking to them, sometimes we make this assumption that they know what a gloss is, or they know that they should be using the retail products that you're recommending at the service. And yet how frequently do you actually see hairstylists talking about retail on Instagram? Like that's one of the biggest misses there and building that relationship with your audience or even showing your space or where you're located. Sometimes those are the biggest misses for hairstylists is that in their bio, they don't have their location so annoying. And on their story highlights or on their pages, any picture of their space. And what's the most important thing where you're providing service, like that's where they're going to be. And that's why clients go on Yelp and look up locations to see mm-hmm. pictures of what it looks like. So right. if you're not checking on your Instagram, like how big of a miss is that? You know, it's just what you're not taking. Totally. When I work with stylists, I'm, I do like a mini Instagram audit inside of my coaching programs and you know, it, with anybody that will let me talk to them basically. Um, but I don't go that deep. I'm just like, hello, this is part of your customer journey. Like this is now it, you've got me here. Cause Sarah said like, go check out Lexi. She's Epic. And then they came to my page and now it doesn't have my phone number. It doesn't tell me how to book. It doesn't have my address. It doesn't have like what I even freaking look like. Like there's no picture of me. Like I'm like, Oh, there she is. Except that's your client. And like, I can't tell anything about you. It's just like freaking confusing. And then beyond that, like 
they don't know where they're going. Are they coming to your basement or are they going to like this posh, like high-end foo-foo thing where maybe they don't feel comfortable or are they going somewhere that's like in a trash bag? Like the clients yeah. need to know, like we like things to fit in little boxes and to be prepared and to know what to expect. And I think nothing is more evident than right now living in this, like what the hell is going to happen next world. So I think that's huge. Like so big that the bio needs to do that. And some of it's pretty basic, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. What's your take on that? I think that we almost forget who's looking at our profile and we start creating an Instagram for ourselves instead of actually for our dream client and having their, you know, mindset and where they're at. We don't keep that in mind and we just put what we think we should put in our bio or what we see other hairstylists do. And that isn't necessarily the right or the wrong, but it might not be attracting the right clientele that you're looking for. So I think there's key things you can definitely include in your bio. And that's why in my 12 week coaching program that I'm launching, that's one of the biggest parts of it is really targeting who your dream client is and getting in their head because who my dream client and who your dream client is are going to be two very different people. Mm -hmm. So my bio shouldn't look the same as yours unless we're the exact same person. Like right. we provide a different experience. We make our guests feel different. We have a different dream audience. So we should be speaking to different people and having different strategies. Yeah. Well, and that is like such a good, like tied up with a bow, like statement because that's for business in general, right? Like everyone's business is so different. And that's why I think it's, it is so important to invest in coaching and, and do stuff like that. Like your program is going to be, I'm so excited for you. I'm, I'm so excited, period. Um, but, you know, and that's exactly what all of us like business coaches in this space do is we like tailor it to what you, what like, because everybody's business is so freaking different. And there's so much, like so many little tweaks that can make or break, like something that the salon up the street might do would never work at my salon, you know, or vice versa. And that's why it's okay that there are so many of us doing so many different things because there are so many different people. Yeah. Um, kind of something you said earlier made me think of this and I have a question for you. Um, so we were saying like, focus on like trying to put your client's shoes on and their mindset and their point of view and, and go from there. And then if something that I always like tell people to do is when you get stuck or when you get like in a, in a rut or something like to just repost something that worked for you in the past, because nobody knows, like, you know, you posted it, but nobody else knows what's your, what's your take on that. And really like, if you don't think it's good that tell us because you got the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I do have the secrets to social media. And I think reusing your content is one of the biggest secrets. I'm all about working smarter, not harder. And I really believe in creating strong brand pillars and what brand pillars are. It's like the foundation of what your brand is and what you do behind the chair and who you are, like how you're making your guests feel. So we create four different brand pillars for you. And those brand pillars really create a foundation for what you can talk about. So for example, like if you create lived in hair color, then that might be one of your brand pillars. And below that brand pillar might be talking about the gloss service and how you blend the hair a certain way. Mm -hmm. All these different things fall underneath that lived in hair color. So that's a brand pillar and always gives you fresh ideas for content. But when you're running out of ideas and you feel lost and you feel like you're in a rut, you can always go back to your brand pillars and say, what haven't I posted about in a while? So to circle back to your original question, I think there's nothing wrong with that. I personally do that and I call it a super post where if I'm needing a boost in the analytics and the system of Instagram, I'll go back and view my insights and see which one of my posts have gotten the most momentum, maybe the most shares 
because I focus on shares over focusing on likes and comments because that's the mm-hmm. biggest way to get referrals. Like shares, basically an Instagram referral of someone saying, Hey, I love this page because they're sharing what you have to offer. So I focus on shares and then I will usually post that photo again if I need that boost in the algorithm um, mm-hmm. and the analytics. So I see, I love that idea. Yeah. I think it just makes like some of the stress disappear if you're like, oh, like this really worked well, this caption or this photo. So like maybe separate them, flip it with a different photo or a different caption and like see what happens and kind of just like test and move forward or just like simply repost the exact same thing. And that like- Flip it and reverse it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, So is I have a lot of things that just came in my mind, but since you've just had some Missy uh, Elliot there, um, (laughs) is one of your brand pillars like gangster rap or like how how like is that one of yours? Like because when you talk about yourself, so for a hairstylist, they need to put themselves in 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 that too. So should one of their brand pillars be something like how you, I mean, you and I bonded over our love of like nineties hip hop, but is that something that a hairstylist should include? Absolutely. So for me, my brand pillar that really aligns with who I am is joy. That's one of my brand pillars. So anything that falls under things Mm -hmm. that bring me joy, like car dance parties and nineties throwbacks and like early two thousands, anything that aligns with that, that brings me joy is something that I post about and talk about. And I know that my dream audience, I want to vibe with someone who's on that same level as me that likes to have a good time, that wants to have a dance party. So that's exactly why I talk about that. I want my coaching students to know that I'm not someone that they can are like should be intimidated by. I'm at their level. Like we can have a good time, but we're still going to get down to business as well. So I mm-hmm. think it's totally fine. And something I encourage you to do is to share move more of who you are and stop getting caught up in the judgment of Instagram and really put yourself out there. I know it's one of the scariest things to do, but it really makes the biggest difference in the relationships that you build with people because they really get to know the real you. Um, but also in your confidence, when you really start to put yourself on Instagram and realize that what no one else thinks really matters. Um, Mm -hmm. I think you start to become more confident in who you are, not only in the digital space, but on a personal level as well. And I think when you're confident and feeling good about yourself, you can live that life of joy going back to that brand pillar that I have. Mm Well, that sounds pretty gangster. Uh, <laughs> um, so, okay, with that and the confidence thing, which is something that I speak to a lot, like that you have to have confidence in your business and you have to know, like, I mean, that's that's a huge part of, I think what holds us back as female entrepreneurs often. Like we just question ourselves and are really just too hard on ourselves, frankly. Like nobody gives a flying F and like, it's just like, nobody's paying that much attention to you basically. But I noticed like you really don't give an F and like, or it look, you know, like it looks like it, like you're in the car. Yeah. Like, and I love that about you. Um, it's something I could probably relax a bit on. Um, but like you're in the car, like rocking out, like you're dancing in the car. You're, I don't know, like doing whatever you're doing. You're so real. Like, were you at first afraid of that? Like, did, is that something you had to overcome or you're just always like middle fingers and I do my thing? Yeah. I mean, in my personal life, I've always been a person that feels like I'm going to do me. I'm going to keep it real. If you don't align with that, that's totally cool. Like you do you, we're, we're both separate people. Um, but it took me a while to get to feel that way on Instagram because I was in a corporate role working for a professional hair care brand where I felt like I couldn't be myself. 
Um, and I was afraid to put that version of me on the internet. And as mm -hmm. soon as I quit my corporate job, um, I just was like, I'm ready to do this and I'm ready to show the world who I am. And I want my coaching students to know that I keep it real and I'm always going to be honest with them. And I think I have to be honest with myself and with my audience and let them know that I'm not like, I don't spend all day listening to classical music or not smiling or staying serious. You know, like I like to have a good time and that's what mm -hmm. I want people to know about my coaching program is it's going to be a really good time, but you're also going to learn a lot. And it's sometimes there, we will need to be serious and we do need to get down things and it might be hard, but we can still like smile and have a good time through that. Right. Like it doesn't have to kill you. And like it, it, the process won't be terrible, right? Like it's not, yeah. it, it, you'll have fun in the process, but you will be doing work. Like, right. I think that's really part of my philosophy too, is that like, you have to do hard things sometimes. Like you have to do stuff you don't want to do in order to get where you want to go. And that's just life. I mean, if you want to sleep more than that, then you can stop yeah. listening now. Um, but like, ultimately, if you can have fun while you're doing it, like, I think you need yeah. to like do work, do good and have fun, like in all things you do like whatever it is. And so I, I mean, I think that's part of why we are on like the same level and like talk every day on Instagram and have like share Spotify playlists, DM us if you want like the most epic playlist <laughs> ever. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's so, so, so important to just like relax, but for somebody that's maybe like nervous and not like as, um, I don't know, like can't, it, it's just like not there yet. Like, what do you think? Or let me give you an example. Like what for me, say, oh yeah. Like what, well, yeah. Sorry, throw this down. What I would say is I would rather have one or two people come to my page and feel instantly connected with me and feel like we're friends and we have a connection than have 20 people come to my page who feel nothing for me, who have no connection at all. And they're just pressing follow because they liked one or two things I said. So that's mm -hmm. my perspective on it is my stories only last for 24 hours. I want to make sure that whenever my, you know, someone is coming to my page that they can get a feeling for who I am. And as a hairstylist, that's one of the most important things is that your client gets who you are because you want them to come to your chair and feel comfortable. And one of the ways you do that is by being you. Some hairstylists right. make their clients laugh. Some make them feel good. Some are just an ear for, you know, their clients to talk to them and a therapist, like whatever role you fill, um, with your client, share that on Instagram. Otherwise you're going to be missing out on that dream client. For sure. That's really, really important. When I first started coaching and you just made me think of this, um, I made like, and it was all in person because I didn't coach on Instagram until actually kind of recently or like online. Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. If there was only video to go along. Um, but yeah, so I, <laughs> yeah, it's just dusting his shoulders off. Um, but I, I would ask them like, you have to pick a role. And it was like, do you want to be the therapist? Do you want to be the BFF? Do you want to be the comedian? I can't even remember what the other ones were. Cause it was yeah. kind of like, now I don't do that part anymore. Uh, yeah. That was like an, I, that program evolved into lots of other things, but it was like, really like you have to decide what role you're going to be because you're, you're hosting a party every time that new, a new booty sits in your chair. So like when you host that party, what kind of host are you? And I, I think that ultimately you want to do whatever's natural for you because faking it is way too much work and people see right through it. But also I think sometimes people are like, I'm vanilla or like, I don't have a big personality, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of hard to figure that out. But 
I think you should just go back to like when you're with your like best friend or like the person that you trust, like maybe it's a parent or a family member or whoever like makes you feel your best when you're with them. Like, how do you, like, what is it? What's the behavior? Like, what's the conversation like? What's the, what's the vibe of that interaction? And then that's how you kind of figure out. And then you're like, oh, I could share something like that. Or, oh my gosh, we laugh at like funny cat videos. Or I'm like a super goof, but when I go to work, I'm like buttoned up or, you know, something like that. Well, every time I open my Instagram stories or I'm recording a video, I always like, there's this weird robot voice that I know everyone gets when you pull up stories that sounds nothing like you, you know, it's just this weird Instagram voice you have. I always like have to put myself in check and I'm like, okay, I'm FaceTiming a girlfriend. Like how would I talk mm-hmm. to my best? And yeah. that's how I speak to my camera. And that's why a lot of times I'll just start and I'll be like, Hey girl, like I'm literally just pretending you know, that I am actually on FaceTime with one of my best friends because I do feel so connected with my audience and I, I want to have that connection and for them to know that like, I'm just keeping things real, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is so evident in what you do. It's one of my favorite tips on, um, speaking like to camera and it's something that I actually enjoy and I enjoy coaching people like to get better on camera because it's such a, it's a skill. Um, but it's like, you have to stare at the hole and when you're staring at the hole, you're picturing somebody. So what I will do is, and like right now I'm staring at the hole. So you think I'm looking at you, but I mean, I'm looking at a computer hole, (laughs) um, (laughs) but it translates that way and it's so crazy. But what I do is I think I name my, we, we call it like, um, an ideal client is what I call it. And, and that's your dream customer, right? So it's the same thing. Um, but we name her and maybe she has a real name. Like she's someone that you, you know, like it's Lexi. It's someone like me or whatever, but it's weird to talk to yourself. But for me, it was Molly. And Molly is one of my real coaching students. And I always talk to Molly. So I'm like, Molly, this Molly, that. And I write above my camera when I first started, cause I couldn't, I was like, it was weird. It was freaking strange. So on, and like, this was on like a camera camera on your phone. It might be kind of strange to have someone else's <laughs> name, but I like wrote, talk to Molly talk to Molly. And it was just a visual trigger for me to be like, I'm only talking to one person because when you think you're talking to, even if you have 500 followers, that would make me get sweaty if I thought I was talking to 500 people. So if I'm just talking to Molly, then it's not that big a deal or just talking to your girlfriends. And so, um, I think that it's just nice to not worry about that stuff if you can, and just kind of remember that you're speaking to that customer and you know her, your clients already like you. And just, I think also a big miss is that we forget to talk to our current clients. Yeah. You know, like you've got to keep talking to who you already have in your chair to keep them there. Yep, absolutely. You have to keep talking to them and educating them and telling them what they need to hear, whether that's about a new service that you're offering or the experience that you provide. Like never assume that whoever's on your Instagram knows everything. So share all of your knowledge and be a place that's a resource. Like if you really want to grow your audience, you have to connect with them. That's why diving into that dream client is one of the biggest parts of my coaching is figuring out who you're speaking to. So we do something similar and give her a name or him a name or whoever. So when you're writing a caption, you're thinking about that person and actually talking directly Mm -hmm. to someone. But I think it's a game changer when you actually have someone that you're speaking to and when you're posting things you like, I mean, Instagram changes. It doesn't have to be a place that you hate. That is just something that you feel obligated to to do. It can be a place that can get you referrals and grow your business and 
be a vehicle to help you get to the next level. It's just a matter of getting strategies that really work for you. Mm-hmm. So, okay. For somebody who is like, yeah, I see this all the time. People being like, I get so many clients from Instagram, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know. It's not working for me. Or like, I don't I, like you keep saying that and I keep seeing this in ads, but like, it's just, it's not happening for me. I'm not getting those clients. Like what is one thing that they could do that would like, that, that would help them potentially see the potential of working on Instagram to grow their business? Engagement strategies. I mean, if you spend every day engaging with five new accounts that bring you joy and the right five accounts, not hairstylists, not your best friends, but every day go and find five new accounts, one local business, two dream clients, um, you know, maybe one hairstylist and then one local person that you have a strong connection with. You find those five people, leave two comments on their page and like three of them. And then send them a DM telling them how much you love their page if you genuinely did and do that every single day. Like how many relationships are you going to build? And if a you lot. think about it, like when you first start off as a hairstylist, one of the things that you do during downtime is go hand out referral cards. That's basically your referral card of Instagram. Like that's your downtime is mm-hmm. sending those DMs and liking those posts and actually engaging and truly engaging and reading those captions. That's going to change the game and mm-hmm. finding those clients. For sure. And I want to add, when you do that, you should write down their names because you'll never freaking remember who they were to go back and check later. Um, That's one of the biggest mistakes I've made. Just you got to keep track of those people. So, okay, here's another question for you. And this is like a real life thing. What if like your dream client is some lady that you don't know and you have no connection to, but you found her page because it was like hashtag Ocean Beach and like ocean beach moms or something. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I love this chick. She's not like a blogger. She is just a regular Joe Schmo. And like she puts pictures of her kids and like her life and a coffee. Like her Instagram doesn't look curated. Her Instagram is like, I can just tell she's my people. What do you say to her? I would say like, if she following you or you're finding her, if she press follow on you, then send her a DM and say, Hey, welcome to my page and let her know that you're local. Maybe make a comment about one of her posts that she's recently made about how you love to go to the beach with your family too. If that's where you're finding her, that hashtag, yeah. make that connection with how you found her and say, I was looking at this hashtag and that's how I found you. And like, I have kids too. like build that connection on a human level. Don't think of it as being the weird salesman that wants a client sitting in your chair. Think of it as actually growing a human connection. Um, And if you're going to her page and you found her on that hashtag, then I would say same thing, like introduce yourself by leaving a comment on her page and continuing to engage with her, turn her post notifications on, go like it when she posts something and build a real friendship and connection. It doesn't have to be ultimately rooted from, you know, that weird sales position Mm -hmm. where it's like you're selling yourself and trying to do that. Like you can really grow a genuine connection. If a local hairstylist who had an amazing page followed me and I'm just some random, I would be like flattered that they're following me because I'm like, what do I have to offer? Mm -hmm. But what you have to offer is that connection. You found the same hashtag. You have a family too. Right. I think you just have to build that human connection and think about from that perspective, what would you say to her if she were a dream client actually sitting in your chair? Right. Or if you bumped into her in a coffee shop and your kids started talking or like whatever, you, you wouldn't be like, hi, I'm Lexi. I'm a hairstylist. I own a salon. Take my card. Be my client. Like that's weird. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, But I think that's what a lot of people think that they need to do like to grow their business online. I think they have to be like super, or I think they think they have to be super aggressive. And I 
obviously that doesn't work. Right. You know, that's creepy. Right. <laughs> and I think it's about educating and being a resource of knowledge for your guests. Like if your page doesn't offer any kind of value or ed- education or inspiring them, why would they press follow in the first place? Like actually review your page from your dream client's perspective mm-hmm. and start thinking about that. Um, and that's one of the reasons I do brand audits and page audits is because when you're so into it on your own thing, you can't quite see from the perspective of your dream client. Sometimes you need that second set of eyes to really say, I don't know that your dream client is searching for this, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of alter it. Like, this is good, but we maybe need to change it just a little bit to get on the money. Yeah. I also think oftentimes it's like me, 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 me. And that's actually what it needs. It needs to be the clients, like the client's the hero, right? Like the client is the, is the person that reads it and goes, oh, that's me. Not like, oh, that's Lexi, you know? And I definitely have been guilty of that because I want to share things that I've done in order to share like that my systems work. Right. But then it's like the Lexi, like hall of fame. Right. And that's annoying. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Like everybody's doing cool stuff, but they want to know how I can help them do cool stuff. You know? Right. So it's kind of like, how can I help you have better hair? How can I help you feel more confident with your beauty routine or whatever? So it's like really thinking about, uh, I I mean like the photo for sure, but also like the way that you speak to that client, even in the DM and even in, you know, like make it about the other person. I think really that like servant uh, mindset. Um, yeah. And like why, when I post on Instagram, like one of the things I always ask myself, cause I plan all my content ahead of time is, is this what my dream client needs to hear today? If it's not, then I'm going to switch it up. Like I should not be posting for me. I should be posting for them. What do they feel like? Like, what do they need to see today? That's what I'm mm-hmm. going to post about. Do they need to know that today is everything's going to be okay. That they can take a break from Instagram. Yeah, they probably do. Cause I'm feeling overwhelmed too. So they need to know that like, it's okay to step back for a hot sack. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. They're probably feeling that way, but it's not about me. It's about them. Which is so nice. Also, that's like amazing when it's not about you and you can like take care of someone else because that's intrinsically what we want to do as beauty professionals, I think. Like no matter what part of the industry, what, whatever, like if you do vivids, if you don't, if you're an esthetician, if you, anything like that, I feel like you're, you're a caretaker, right? Like you wouldn't do this if you didn't like helping people. And so it kind of takes the stress off if you are, if you flip it in your mind and your mindset, which I want to talk to you about next, like how, how do you transfer that into something that will translate to your client being like, Oh, that's me. I connect. This is good. So that when you send that DM, it's full circle when they come back. Um, yeah. So speaking of mindset, you have something really cool. And I think you've coined this phrase, like the mindset of metrics. So I want to dive into that with you. Tell me all Mm -hmm. the things. (laughs) Well, the mindset of metrics is really all about the fact that you are Insta worthy. We just have this mindset that Instagram, our worth on this platform is measured by how many followers or how many likes we have. And it's not like that is the number one question I receive is how can I get more followers? It's not how to grow my business. It's how can I get more followers? And we have to step away from that mindset because that's not helping our business grow. What's helping your business grow is the clients that are sitting in your chair or the partnerships, the brand partnerships that you're getting compensated for on Instagram Mm -hmm. and the metrics don't help you get there. What does is your engagement rate. So the biggest thing is stepping away from that mindset that that equates to your worth. Like 50 followers is a lot of people that's filling an entire theater. 
Mm-hmm. I don't even have 50 people I would call up on my cell phone right now if I had a flat tire. That's a lot <laughs> right. of people that you're speaking to. Like if you had those 50 people on your books, like that's, that's a full couple, you know, that's a lot of that's time lot. built for you. And I think so frequently we forget the audience that we already have. Mm-hmm. We're so focused and caught up on what we don't have. So I think when you really start to value the connections um, with the people that you already have existing on your page and how you can grow that, that's where it grows. Like if we think about what we do as hairstylists, that's taking care of people. And then at the end of the service, what do you do? You hand the referral card and say, send all your friends to me, right? Like if you love your hair, give them a business card. But Instagram is your digital business card. So you should be investing in this people in that space and using it as a handout of your digital business card. And I think when you start focusing on what you already have and rewarding those relationships, like they're going to reward you right back. And remember, you're going to have a stronger relationship with that guest. And it's just going to bring you so much further to invest in what you already have and focus on what you don't. It's kind of like the grass is greener thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and the numbers, I mean, I for sure, I mean, it's just a stupid number. It's just a number. And like, I know from a business perspective, I'm like, know your numbers, know your numbers. But that's the one number that does not matter. I mean, you could literally have 100,000 Instagram followers and it's like being rich in Monopoly money. Like, it's cool, it's fun. And you're like, I win, except like at what? You know, if you can't convert, if you can't turn that into money in your business, it's really quite irrelevant. And I know... For me, I'm so close to the 10K, which is great for logistics. Like, because I can be like, hey, sign up for my virtual mastermind, swipe up. Great. Like, if anybody has 492 friends as of today, no, yeah, 492 friends, not good at math on the fly, then you can tell them to go follow me and I'll get the swipe up. But like, that is the only reason I want it because honestly, it freaks me out to think that there are that many people that are looking to me for business advice. Like, how can I fully serve? all of those people. And I'll just be like completely honest. I'm not because my engagement rate is not like that epic. But when I consider, okay, well, of those 10,000, probably half of them don't even see my stuff because of the algorithm. And then probably the other half, like half of that. So 2,500, even if 2,500 people are really engaging with me, like that's amazing. And that's not happening. Like it just doesn't happen. The more followers you get, the harder it is to get engagement. So if you're in that sweet spot of like 300, I think, and I don't even, I'm making this up. This is what I think. It's not a stat. (laughs) So like maybe 2,500, that's something that's manageable. Like that's something you can really take care of people and really make a difference. If you had literally even 500 people that you could connect with regularly, which will take a friggin' spreadsheet for sure, you can like, you could exponentially change your business. You just have to invest in them. Right. 100%. And going back to what you said, the engagement rate, like that's the metric that you should be focusing on because that shows how many people of your audience are actually engaging with you. If you don't know what an engagement rate is, I have a calculator link in my bio um, at social media where you can go calculate it. But the average engagement rate is anywhere from like three to 6%. The larger audience you have, the lower your engagement rate is going to be. So if you think about that, like it's actually a sweet spot to have a smaller audience and a more intimate audience Mm -hmm. because more people are going to be seeing your content and more of the right people that are seeing your content. So one of the things I recommend people do all the time is actually remove followers that they 
that don't align with their business. For myself, like every single day at the end of the night, I look and see who's followed me. And many times I remove like five, six people because they might just be a bot, a ghost follower, someone who's going to play the follow and follow game. Like they're just not aligning with me. And I know that they're just pressing follow to follow. And I can see how that would be a big assumption, but like, I want the right people to be seeing my content. So if I have 500 people that are following me, I want them all to be, you know, my dream client and real people who want to build a connection, not just someone who's obsessed with those metrics. Absolutely. And the other thing is like, if you think about like your average ticket times, however many followers you have, like you might pee your pants. Like if, you know, like that's a, that's going to what, that's what matters. Those are the numbers that really you need to like keep track of. If you saw them on every six week rotation, even if you only saw them once a year, so many people, you can't possibly do it um, when you get up there. So it's like, I just really think people need to relax on that. And I know like, as I say that, because like I'm in that trap myself, but it is, I mean, it just doesn't matter. And what I will say is that when my engagement rate was higher, when I was in the like, what do they call it? Like a micro influencer situation, which I still am. I think, I don't know what the rules are on that. But like when I was like 5,500, like I got so many more messages from brands being like, Lexi, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Hey, we're interested in this. Are you interested? Because my engagement was like so much better, so much better. And, um, and so if that's something that you're interested in, like, it's really great to be in that little small bubble because you can do all kinds of cool things once you get your strategy in place. And I'm sure Brie, you talk about this in your blueprint to Instagram program, but like there's, you can really create like a nice, like diversified way to create income online as a hairstylist and still speak to your clients and provide solutions and and connections and things locally. Like there's so many opportunities that way. Um, And the better your engagement rate is how you're going to measure it. Right. And I mean, the blueprint to Instagram is really, it's breaking down everything that you need to know as a hairstylist to be successful on this platform. And it's marketing strategies though. It's going to apply even if the algorithm changes. It's not how to like gain a thousand followers overnight. It's Mm -hmm. how to grow your business as a hairstylist. And one of the weeks, one of the things that we focus on is brand relationships and figuring out what brands you align with and how to grow a with them. And the number one way to do that is by building a connection. You can't expect to DM them overnight and, you know, be handed a partnership. Um, you really have to build a connection and that starts with building a connection with your audience first and increasing your engagement rate. Absolutely. For sure. And the other thing that I think that I put a little note to myself, like, what happens after Instagram, right? Like you want to have those relationships because that's what takes you to wherever we're going next, which probably like really when people say that, I'm always super annoyed. So if you just eye rolled like me too. Um, But it's like, there's gonna be, like your business has to sustain past whatever social media thing we're using, whatever, like podcasting right now, everybody and their brother has a podcast, but like I need to connect with you and, and like, have a relationship in order to take you with me wherever I'm going next. And so that's part of why the relationship and the engagement is so important because you want longevity in your business. And all of that starts with foundational stuff in your business and then foundational things, how you translate that online. Like you might be killer in person. Like somebody knows what you're about by looking at you. They know what you're about by having like a five minute interaction with you, but then you have to translate that into the digital world, which is actually freaking hard. 
Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's, it's a lot of work. And I spent, so my background is that I worked in the court. Well, I worked as a hairstylist and right. then I was an educator and then I started working in the corporate hair world for a professional hair care brand. And I was in different departments like marketing and sales and education. But the biggest thing I learned was that how like a billion dollar company does things on the large scale and it's building a connection with their audience and the way that you can do that on a micro scale, on a hairstylist level and a salon level, it's the same thing. It's marketing principles and that applies directly to social media, no matter what the platform changes. Um, and even applies to email. Like you don't own your following on Instagram. You don't Mm -hmm. own it on Facebook, but what you do own is your email list. Um, and that's one of the biggest hairstylists. And that's one of the things we talk about in the, you know, the blueprint program and my program is, how to convert that and actually grow your email list. Yeah, it's so huge. Business because you own that email list. Instagram doesn't own it. Gmail doesn't own it. Like you own that email list and those emails and that's your connection and your sweet spot. Well, and it's just, I mean, we like literally if, if you didn't get a wake up call with a uh, coronavirus that you need like clients, emails, connection with your current clients. Like if you, that, if you need, like if you didn't recognize that, I, you're very lucky, I suppose, (laughs) because that is like the biggest aha for me that we need to be more in touch with our clients than a couple of posts here. And, you know, every six, 12 weeks or however they come in, like we need to be more in contact with them than ever because there's so much noise. And when the world fell apart, which is it still, um, (laughs) like there's, there's a lot of noise and you want to be that like human connection that they crave, but you can get it digitally. And so I think diversifying how you connect, right. And, and I think Brie, you talk about this a lot because you specify for sure on Instagram, but the things that you teach go across lots of social media and really social media marketing, um, which is huge. And, and so it's important to, to think about that when you connect with your clients in person, like when they're there, direct them to your Instagram, when they're on Instagram, direct them somewhere else so that you can connect on, on the multi, multi, multiple touch points really, because, um, it's real important. It is. And it's a funnel. If you think about it, like Instagram is your Mm -hmm. funnel to get them to sit in your chair. Like you want them to go from liking your content to pressing follow to pressing book to sitting in your chair. Like Mm -hmm. it's a funnel and it's a trickle effect and having things like email marketing in there and a flow of setting up emails that they get after their first appointment. And what, like there's so many things that you can do that are beyond Instagram that are for um, basic principles, but Instagram can kind of be that homepage for everything that you offer and that funnel that you're creating for your business. And again, that's one of the things that we talk about in the program is really how to convert those followers um, into paying clients and that's setting up a funnel. So your Instagram is basically kind of shoppable as to what your experience looks like in the salon. And that's the bottom line is you want them to sit in your chair. Like you have to get them to want to, and just posting a hair picture isn't enough. No, it's not enough at all. And So if somebody doesn't know what a funnel is, like think about an upside down triangle with a point at the bottom and you have a lot of people and the ultimate point is to get them in your chair and then potentially rebook, right? Like, is that like you, it's all the things that happen. And so it's part of the customer journey. It's part of all that stuff. And there is a lot in there. Um, so speaking of like your Instagram being the, the landing spot, um, I have two questions. Okay. First thing, what is the one thing that we should have in our Instagram, like in our clickable link in our bio, like what should that be? Book now? Freebie. Oh, I, freebie? Mean, the, 
I would say a freebie, like if, if the clickable link in your bio, if you're not doing a link tree, if you can do an actionable link in your bio, that's like work with me and have all the different ways that they can schedule something with you. That's great. But also on that page, have some kind of downloadable. Like if your expert is in curly hair, then have some kind of downloadable. That's like the five ways to enhance your curls or whatever your curly hair client concern is like three ways to get less frizzy mm -hmm. hair make that a downloadable link that they can download because you're going to get their email and it will yeah. help you build your email list and build the connection. So every day they're going to go back to that freebie that they got from you. And eventually they're going to hit book on that appointment if you're offering them value. And that freebie should be for whatever your expertise is in. Okay, cool. So I'm hearing a lot of tech. So like what, so is that something like if I don't know, and of course you and I, we're, we're doing all kinds of stuff running online businesses, but, um, like, is, is this something you think somebody could learn? Is this something that you like, or, or do you think like, do you need to be techie in order to figure this stuff out? Mm -hmm. No, I think it's a matter of having systems in place that are mm -hmm. user friendly. I think yes. anyone can do it. If you're fearful of it and you're p pushing it away and you're hesitant, you're going to be your own worst enemy and it probably won't work for you because you're fighting it. But yeah. if you're open to it, I think it's all about having systems that work for you. Um, and that's why the blueprint that my program really breaks it down for you. So you don't have to feel like you're doing this alone because I spent five years behind the chair feeling like I was doing this thing alone and trying to navigate how to get Instagram to work for me. And it wasn't. And if I mm -hmm. knew what I knew today, I would probably still be behind the chair but instead I get to help other hairstylists learn yeah. how to take their career to the next level. Yeah, for sure. I think on the tech stuff, it's really important to just try it and like figure out those, those systems. And definitely, I mean, there are people that share those systems, I'm sure all over the internet and you could DM us and we'll be happy to guide you or join a program or whatever. Um, but that is one of the biggest hurdles that I see in my coaching students is they're like, ah, oh, this is too much work. Like, I don't know how, but they, they assume it's too much work before they know how. And I'm like, no, it's so freaking easy. Like yeah. it really yeah. is easy. Like if you can post a picture and edit it and put a sticker on it on your Instagram story, you can make a download. Like, right. It's yeah. very, very easy. Um, yeah. In the blueprint to Instagram, like in my program that I have launching, one of the biggest things is that we do a masterclass and then the following week we have one-on-one -on -one coaching so we can follow up whatever we did in the masterclass to make sure that you're feeling good about the systems that you use, make sure that you're feeling good about whatever you've implemented for the next week so we can move on and do the next thing and take your business to the next level. So we're really walking through together how to do this thing. So it's you know, you're doing it at your own pace at a comfortable level when you still have a group of other people supporting you. That sounds like a perfect time to take us to our 10 minute beauty business tip. I'm Bree from Secrets to Social Media and my 10 minute beauty business tip. Got it. Is it to go on Instagram and take a look at your insights and really see what kind of content you've created in the past that's been successful for you. If it's already been successful for you, more than likely it will be successful for you again. So use that to your benefit. Take a look at it. Rewrite that caption in a new way. Find maybe a new photo that resonates with your audience and post it. Deep dive into your analytics and see what the best time to post is for your audience and what day of the week is best. And that will help you boost your engagement. 
I love it. Okay. So all of that can be found somewhere like in the settings in our Instagram in case we have so no idea. Go on Instagram and go on your homepage in the middle. It should say insights. And when you press insights, you can click on audience on the top right corner. And when you go to audience, you'll be able to see all the insights on your audience from where they live, what their age range is, when they're most active on Instagram, and will really help you understand who's currently following you and be able to say, hmm, this isn't who I thought was following me or this isn't my dream <laughs> client. You can really take that information and pivot for where you need to pivot for speaking to your dream client. Yeah, for sure. I recently have looked at mine and I had a lot of uh, men in like a certain age group. And that makes a lot of sense based on the kind of messages I've been getting lately. And so I think I need to post a little bit less of myself and a little bit yeah. more like it just, you know, and that's okay for sure. But like the pictures that of me seem to do a little bit better. And now I'm like, hmm, yeah, well, I know why. <laughs> right? Creeper yeah. in the corner. Um, <laughs> and so it's like, fine, right? Like you have to take a look at that. And if you haven't looked at your analytics, I know that it seems overwhelming and you're like, I don't know what this even means. But if you just start there, like Bree said, it's not that terrible. And I am like raising my hand that I'm guilty that I'm like, oh, I just don't want to, I just want to do what I want to do. And once you take a peek, like it really does matter because I'm not posting pictures for some creep to look at and then not give me a comment like or read my caption because it's about building your beauty business, I'm posting to help you, right? Like to help you build your beauty business. So whatever that is to resonate and get to that, to, to my dream client um, is what I need to post. And that's the same thing for all of us, right? Which I think is kind of an overarching theme of everything that we've talked about, Brie, is like you really have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Be intentional and be yourself. Like, don't be afraid to be weird. Everyone's weird. Like, we're all weird. We all have our own quirks. Like, be true to who you are. And if you're already doing on something in your life, like, incorporate that into your Instagram. Incorporate who you are and don't feel like you have to be anyone else but you. Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So blueprint to Instagram is your program. We've talked about it quite a bit today. It's a 12 week program and cart opens July 20th. Card opens July 20th and it's right. bi-weekly one-on-one coaching. And then you get unlimited Voxer support, which is like text messaging for each other all the time. Cool. I, I feel like, um, that's a huge bonus. Unlimited. I'd be really? blowing you up at like 3am and be like, Brie, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh man. Being on your Instagram. <laughs> totally. Um, all right. Well, any last thoughts, anything you want to drop some more knowledge before we wrap up or tell, where can we find you all over can the internet? Instagram at secrets to social media. And I just want you to really shift that mindset and start reflecting within and thinking about, you know, if you're viewing Instagram as their perspective as a vehicle that can drive your business, or if you're viewing it as something that's going to like take down your confidence, you know, which, mm -hmm. which way are you viewing it and how are you kind of playing out that narrative? Cause you have control to change it. Absolutely. And it really shouldn't be something that you just like say you're working and it like is like a pr destination procrastination, you know, totally. like that's one of the things it's like, what is the point of this app? Like, Mm -hmm. Is it to grow my business or is it like an escape from actually working on my business? You know, because yeah. just because you're holding the phone and on Instagram doesn't mean you're working. Right. It does not. Be intentional about that time. Go and seek that engagement. And if you want to receive it, like go give it. 
Mm-hmm. All right. I love it. So that wraps up this episode. I can't wait to have you back, Bree. I'm sure we'll do it again. Um, we'll have to like, I wonder if I could play hip hop right now. That would be so cool. I probably <laughs> have to <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I was going to try to be Eminem, but I'm not going to because I can't think of the words. The real fun shady. Please yes. stand up. I love it. Oh my gosh. Um, but as always, remember good things take time. You guys like really growing your Instagram is not about the numbers. It's about the engagement and connection with clients that really translate into monetary reward in your business. And so give your business the time on Instagram, um, with intention and we will talk to you soon. I just want to give you the biggest thank you. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for writing reviews, being subscribed. It really helps me to know that I'm actually reaching other humans and not just talking to myself here as I look into my computer screen. So thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. And also, as we have entered this week, things have changed yet again. And so make sure that you are hanging out with me on Instagram because I will be posting everything that I can there and any updates I will make there first and on the podcast as I see fit. So keep your chin up, especially if you're in California like me and your salon has been shut down yet again this week. We can get through this. We know we've done it once before and the future will get better. I promise.